In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. Welcome to morning celebration of Mass. Today I ask you to remember in your prayers Betty Jones, whose anniversary of death occurs at this time. To prepare ourselves to celebrate these sacred mysteries, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. Grant, almighty and merciful God, that we may in truth receive a share in the resurrection of Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. The crowd of Philippians joined in and showed its hostility to Paul and Silas. So the magistrates had them stripped and ordered them to be flogged. They were given many lashes and then thrown into prison. And the jailer was told to keep a close watch on them. So, following his instructions, he threw them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. Late that night, Paul and Silas were praying and singing God's praises, while the other prisoners listened. Suddenly there was an earthquake that shook the prison to its foundations. All the doors flew open and the chains fell from all the prisoners. When the jailer woke and saw the doors wide open, he drew his sword and was about to commit suicide, presuming that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted at the top of his voice, Don't do yourself any harm. We are all here. The jailer called for lights, then rushed in, threw himself trembling at the feet of Paul and Silas and escorted them out saying, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They told him, Become a believer in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, and your household too. Then they preached the word of the Lord to him and all his family. Late as it was, he took them to wash their wounds, and was baptised then and there with all his household. Afterwards, he took them home and gave them a meal, and the whole family celebrated their conversion to belief in God. The Word of the Lord You stretch out your hand and save me, O Lord. I thank you, Lord, with all my heart. You have heard the words of my mouth. 
Before the angels I will bless you. I will adore before your holy temple. I thank you for your faithfulness and love, which excel all we ever knew of you. On the day I called, you answered. You increased the strength of my soul. You stretch out your hand and save me. Your hand will do all things for me. Your love, O Lord, is eternal. Discard not the work of your hands. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. And Jesus said to his disciples, Now I am going to the one who sent me. Not one of you has asked, Where are you going? Yet you are sad at heart because I have told you this. Still, I must tell you the truth. It is for your own good that I am going, because unless I go, the Advocate will not come to you. But if I do go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will show the world how wrong it was about sin, about who was in the right, and about judgment. About sin proved by their refusal to believe in me, about who is in the right proved by my going to the Father, and you seeing me no more. About judgment proved by the prince of this world being already condemned. The Gospel of the Lord. Again, if you were here at Mass yesterday, you would have heard in the first reading of Mass of Paul himself uh, travelling through the countryside and eventually ending up in a place called Philippi. And this place becomes important to us because we know that later on, uh, much later on, St Paul will write letters to the Philippians, to this community of Christians that he brings the Gospel to. Again, if you were at Mass yesterday, you would have heard of Lydia of the Purple Dye Trade, uh, who uh, is in an open-air synagogue because they have no place uh, to worship, uh, and um, they're at the riverside, uh, and it's there that Paul meets them, and whatever he says and the message that he gives changes the heart of Lydia, who herself becomes a Christian, uh, baptised in these waters of the river with all her household uh, and invites Paul and his companions to join uh, Lydia uh, in her own home for a meal and hospitality. That story is a story of conversion and, and the Acts of the Apostles. And likewise we hear today in the first reading of a story of conversion as well at the, at the community at Philippi at the city of uh, Philippi. And we hear that Paul and his companion Silas is, are ill-treated uh, by the Philippians. Um, and we hear of that, that they are stripped uh, and they are whipped and they are put into prison. Uh, not only in prison, but they are kind of manacled. Their, their, their ankles are 
in chains uh, and they're locked away, not just in the outer prison but in the inner prison, the most secure part of the prison. And of course then we hear of a, a miracle that happens and the gates of the prison are, are thrown open, uh, the chains fall uh, from Paul and Silas and yet they don't kind of escape uh, from, from it, they just remain where they are. Uh, and the poor old jailer himself uh, is so upset that he's going to draw his sword and kill himself because he knows that if all of these prisoners escape then his life will be in danger. And simply Paul and Barnabas uh, tell the jailer that, he, that they're there. And of course whatever experience that is, uh, then they also uh, are converted uh, and all his household as well uh, and they're baptised. And again, uh, they go to the jailer's house uh, for a celebration, for a feast uh, and hospitality. You can't help kind of thinking that the story itself, just a few lines after the story of Lydia and the purple dye trade, uh, is so similar. Uh, and of course it is. Uh, it's just a simple kind of testimony, if you like, from the early Christians of people who come to know about Jesus in all sorts of different ways and different circumstances and are somehow mysteriously changed, converted and also baptised and begin this new life. It's a kind of simple just example uh, uh, that's given to us from, from those early times. But maybe it makes us think of our own life too about uh, what is it that converts us because uh, Always in the, the, the Christian uh, story, uh, there's a story of, of conversion for, for everyone that has accepted this message, a kind of change of heart, uh, uh, a desire to, to follow the Lord in their own life. And for most of us, I suppose we would say that's a kind of ongoing process in our own life. Uh, maybe uh, for others, they could kind of point a, a particular moment, a particular uh, time in which uh, th that conversion itself takes place but, but for most of us we, we kind of feel as though that's an ongoing process especially when our baptism takes place at an early stage in our own life that there's a ongoing conversion in our own life a, a kind of a, a change that's constantly at play uh, in our life uh, and moments in which uh, are more lucid than others where we, we realise God's presence or or that in our own life we might have to have a, a kind of a change of heart or a change of, of the way that we do things. Today uh, we hear uh, in the Gospel reading uh, once again about this Holy Spirit that, that is going to come and that Jesus is leaving uh, his disciples in order to send uh, this Spirit. And, and maybe I suppose if, if we put our, ourselves in that position we, we might kind of wonder just exactly what the Apostles uh, thought about that. Do they think that Jesus is simply going away, going away to another place, to another town, to a place where they can't follow him? Uh, maybe they kind of saw it in those terms, uh, that he had to travel to a far distant place. But of course it's, it's different from that, isn't it? Uh, and what's going to happen is that Jesus is going to return to his Father and, and going to send the Spirit into the, into the world in, in a new way. Not that the Spirit itself hasn't been here because the Spirit is always at work in creation, but in a new way, uh, God is going to send the Spirit into the world. 
just tomorrow, uh, just on Thursday, we're going to celebrate the feast of the uh, the Ascension, and, and of course that's that mystery of Christ Himself kind of leaving us um, and uh, returning to His Father. Uh, but it seems to me, and I think most people would say that that although we kind of separate the two events uh, of the Ascension and the Pentecost of the Spirit, uh, they're really in, in 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 many ways the the single event uh, that Christ Himself leaves us and, and sends the Spirit. They're somehow inextricably uh, linked. Um, so as we as we prepare to celebrate that feast and that great solemnity, uh, we pray for a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our own lives, uh, a greater and more deeper conversion in our own life, uh, a greater acceptance of what God would wish us in our own life, a greater living out uh, of the Christian message in our own life uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit that in a new way enters into us. And who couldn't think that there would be a new outpouring of the Spirit in our hearts uh, in these days? Uh, the Spirit has promised to us to give us strength and courage and, and perseverance and endurance and, and joy and faithfulness. And who wouldn't think that God himself would give a new outpouring of the Spirit into our hearts in these days, especially in these days in which we so much need it. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. And pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Grant, we pray, O Lord, that we may always find delight in these Easter mysteries, so that the renewal constantly at work within us may be the cause of our unending joy. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, at all times to acclaim you, Lord, but in this time, above all, to laud you yet more gloriously when Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed. By the offering of his body, he brought the sacrifices of old to fulfilment in the reality of the cross and by commending himself to you for our salvation showed himself to be the priest, the altar and the very lamb of sacrifice. Therefore, overcome with Easter joy, every land, every people exults in your praise and even the heavenly powers, with the angelic hosts, sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. 
you are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, we pray. Make holy, therefore, we pray. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them with the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. And remember, Lord, your church, spread throughout the world, Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis our Pope, Joseph our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph our Spouse, the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your Church, and graciously grant our peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. 
Peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Let us pray. Hear, O Lord, our prayers, that this most holy exchange by which you have redeemed us may bring us your help in this present life and ensure for us an eternal gladness. Through Christ our Lord. And we ask Mary's special help and protection for us and everyone that we're praying for in these days. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Lord be with you, and may Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended.